Welcome to Stony Brook. It is a grace-filled day to be able to gather together in spirit and truth and to worship our awesome Savior. We are so glad that you have joined us for worship both online and in person. I'm Pastor Clara Kwan. I bring you greetings on behalf of Pastor David and our entire staff and our special guests today, Gaston and John Natambo. As we begin our time together, we would like to know that you are worshiping with us. We invite you to check in and record your attendance with us by filling out the connection card. You can find the connection card in your bulletin packet or online with the online host that will post the link for you. You can sign up on the connection card uh, for events that we have upcoming, and you can also record your prayer requests there, and we would love to be able to pray for you in that way. Speaking of events, we have the traditional music, a new season kickoff dinner. The last day to sign up for that is today. Current and new members of their, and their families are invited for the dinner, which is Saturday, August 20th, from 6 to 8. Bridge and SB Youth have begun to meet. They also meet in the afternoons for small groups, for games, and for worship, and that's at 4 p.m. For more questions about that, you can contact Jason Sheldon. Uh, the production ministry is looking for volunteers. Our production ministry is, um, we're specifically looking for volunteers for 11 o'clock contemporary service. Um, volunteers help enhance and amplify the vision of Stony Brook by producing uh, compelling services. You don't have to have special experience or knowledge. Uh, we are more than welcome to train you. And so email Tom Tecchielli, um if you're interested in volunteering. You can find these and many more announcements about the life and ministry of Stony Brook in this morning's bulletin. You can also find them online at our church website, where you can also sign up to receive our weekly emails. And now, let us prepare our hearts and minds and enter into a posture of worship with this very special prelude by Kevin Blanke, and we are very thankful and grateful that he is with us this morning to share his gift. I went down to the river to pray Studying about that good old way And who shall wear the starry crown Good Lord, show me the way Oh, sisters, let's go down Let's go down, come on down Oh, sisters, let's go down Down to the river to pray I went down to the river to pray Studying about that good old way And who shall wear the robe and crown Good Lord, show me the way Oh, brothers, let's go down Let's go down, come on down Oh, brothers, let's go down Down to the river to pray As I went down to the river to pray Studying about that good old way And who shall wear the robe and crown Good Lord, show me the way Oh, sinners, let's go down, let's go down Come on down Oh, sinners, let's go down Down to the river to pray are able and with one spirit join in the call to worship. We have come to worship God. Whose presence never leaves us. This is our God. And let us continue to worship as we sing our opening hymn, Christ for the World We Sing. Christ for the world we sing, the world to Christ we bring with loving zeal. 
the poor and them that mourn, the faint and overborn, sin sick and sorrow worn, whom Christ doth heal. Christ for the world we sing, the world to Christ we bring with fervent prayer. The wayward and the lost by restless passions tossed, redeemed at countless cost from dark despair. Christ for the world we sing, the world to Christ we bring with one accord. With us the word to share, with us reproach to dare, with us the cross to bear for Christ our seated. Thank you, Kevin, for being both Christina and Deb for us this morning. As we begin, uh, as we head into a time of prayer, I do have um, some sad news to share with us. Donna Rowe has passed on to victory yesterday. She and Bruce have been an important influence on Stony Brook Church since its founding. And so we surround their family in prayers, especially as Bruce also recovers from COVID. Let us pray. O oh, great and compassionate God, we praise you, for you are always looking after us. You are always pursuing us. You are always caring for us. Even if it doesn't feel like it, even when the world has come crashing down around us, even when we are in the pit of despair, even when we feel like no one can possibly know what we've gone through, yet you know. You have seen, you have heard, and you have felt all that we have felt, and you have never left our side. In fact, you have chased after us. There was no mountain you would not climb, no valley you would not descend to. You chased us even to the ends of the earth to look for us in every nook and cranny, so that you could gather us up in your strong arms, so that you could nourish our souls and whisper to our hearts that you are here, that we are yours, that you will never leave us, and that you love us so very much. We praise you. We thank you with words that are so inadequate, but the only ones we have. Teach us how we might love you more, how we might express our gratitude and thanksgiving in ways that are pleasing to you. Forgive us for when we doubt your unfailing love, when we let fear crowd our hearts and minds so that we lose sight of you, we lose sight of you, almighty God. Forgive us when we use your name to cast away, to judge, to condemn those who are different from us, those we just don't understand. Transform us. Fill us with renewed strength and courage to hear your voice as you call us to go out. You have told us that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So we not only pray for more workers, but we pray that we might be those workers. Shatter every wall and limitation that we have built up and break down every excuse we might give for not being sent out to the fields to work, to love, to minister. Give ability to our bodies and our minds. Plant words in our mouths. Open our hands so that we can go and give. Move our feet to the places you want to send us where we can stand as a beacon of hope that points to you. 
Open our ears and open our eyes to see how you are moving through your servants, Gaston and Jean. Give them your words and surround them in your protection. Provide for them all that they need to continue in their calling. Move us to work with them, to work with you in building your kingdom on this earth, in bringing your name to the highest mountain, to the lowest valley, to the nooks and crannies, and to the ends of the earth. For that is the work you call us to do as disciples of Jesus. And as disciples of Jesus, we pray the prayer he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you so much for your gift of music. And, and just a reminder that if you would like to ring with our bell choir, um, please see Lori, Lori Adler. Their season starts up in a few, just a few weeks. Today's scripture lesson comes to us from the Psalms today, from Psalm 139, verses 1 through 12. I invite us to hear these words. O Lord, you have searched me and known me, you know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all of my ways. 
Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in, behind, and before, and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in shoal, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light around me become night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. Friends, this is the word of God for all of God's children. Thanks be to God. Let us remain seated and sing together. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When I feel afraid, think I've lost my way, still you're there right beside me. Nothing will I fear. As long as you are near, still be near me to the end. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Now I will not forget your love for me and yet my heart forever is wandering. Jesus, be my guide and hold me to your side. Will I will love you to the end? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Friends, what a gift it is to have Jean and Gaston Natambo, missionaries from the General Board of Missionaries, the United Methodist Church, with us this day. Um, it is exciting to see them. Um, I've come to know them over the past 13 years of my uh, being able to go over to uh, the North Katanga Conference in the Democratic Republic of the Congo and be with them and then come and share uh, with us. Um, and we are hosting, our family's hosting them for uh, this week, and it's so glad um, th for them to be a part of, um, of this conference and to be with us today. So um, let's have a word of prayer before we begin. Thou who art over us, thou who art one of us, thou who simply art, give each of us a pure heart that we may see thee, a humble heart that we may hear thee, a heart of love that we may serve thee, and most of all, a heart of faith that we may always abide in thee. This is our hope. This is our prayer this day. Amen. They have prepared a presentation for us, and I've got some questions to ask as well. And maybe um, as they go um, through um, their story, uh, their witness with us, maybe you have questions as well. So, um, Keep track of those questions, and you'll have a chance also, uh, as time allows, to ask a question as well. So Gaston, John, welcome. Thank you very much. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, last night, uh, we were discussing with uh, David about uh, my 15 minutes this morning. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he mentioned something about uh, you know, 
15 minutes and I said, you know, you know I'm a, as a pilot, I just can't land. I just I need to plan my approach. You know, we have a saying in aviation that uh, uh, every landing is preceded by a good approach. You know, I may have to hold for 10 minutes. And, you know, so they said, no, you still have 15 minutes. <laughs> Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a saying also among pastors that if you can't land the plane at 15 or 18 minutes, you probably shouldn't be flying the plane when it comes to preaching, too. So, uh, so, so we'll let, let me get down to my 40 minutes now. <laughs> this morning, we want to thank the West Ohio, the people of West Ohio Conference for what such an amazing life journey my family has had with you over the past many years. 27 years. From the time of Bishop O to Bishop Palmer, we have experienced the hand of God in a very special and personal way. My mother is no longer with us. She passed uh, last uh, June, end of June. But she learned the meaning of true friendship through your life in this conference. And we have truly been blessed to know all of you. I'm sure not everyone knows who we are or how it all started. But this journey started with me coming to West Ohio back in 1992. And I shared with many that I grew up with no shoes until I was age nine. When you have no shoes, you have no hope. But three and a half years later, I went back home as a commercial pilot sponsored by many families and friends of this annual conference. In 2013, I witnessed yet the biggest accomplishment of my life, a miracle. You raised over $2 million, and I flew across the Atlantic Ocean, that $2 million airplane, to be your missionary in Africa. You have no idea the uh, courage I had in me to cross the Atlantic Ocean, and actually, I don't know how to swim. <laughs> I didn't think about it. <laughs> Next slide. But together, we have been a beacon of hope to so many in Africa. Every dollar, every penny that's been given has contributed to giving a second chance to life to so many in the Congo. Next slide. We have not failed at one time to respond to a call because you gave us the right tool for the job. My wife and I call it the, uh, the flying tractor for the Ntambos, the flying tractor for the mission. It goes everywhere and it gets the job done. No problems. Not again do I, I don't have to worry about fuel anymore because the fuel trucks come to me. Before, with a small plane I had that uses Avgas, I had to fly to another country to go find the fuel. Uh, very expensive. It should be about $6 a gallon right now. And uh, uh, to be able to have the jet fuel come to me in the fuel truck, is a, is a, it changes everything for us. Next slide. Allow me to share a quick story with you. Last month, Mr. Mulongo went hunting. And while hunting, he, for three days, he caught nothing but a small deer. Unfortunately, as he was coming back home, he ran into some soldiers. They wanted not part of it, but all of it. They want to take the deer away from him. They struggled, the gun went off, and he was left with a bullet hole across his hips. They took away everything from him and left him to die. He was about to lose everything when wings of the morning came down to change the outcome. He's going to walk again because of uh, God himself. The West Ohio Annual Conference support and Wings of the Morning Flight Ministry. And such is the case for so many others. Next slide. When a Muslim family calls for, for help, we have to show no discrimination. Next, next slide. So many in this situation in the village, no one is coming for you in the rainy season. But Wings of the Morning, since 1965, has been there for people, making a giving people a second chance to life because if we cannot do the flight, no one is coming for you. Next slide. 
Plan B for this man would be 1,200 kilometers on unusable road. You're looking at five to seven days in dry season, and anyways from two to one month in rainy season, if you don't break anything. Next slide. In a rainy season, there's a lot of outbreak, cholera epidemic. I have to fly medicine like this and drop it along the Congo River um, and drop the medicine for the people to, get access, to have access to it. Otherwise, there's no way they can get medication. Next slide. Another plan B for this lady will be to go 1,400 kilometers by road on an unusable road. In rainy season, it's a no-go. No one is coming for you, except wings of the morning. Next. And the next. We have built a small clinic and a 20-bed guest house that my wife runs. I, uh, I bring the people that cannot, don't have a home to go to in the big city. They don't speak the language. We have a guest house. It's a place where they can find other people that speak the language, and that's my wife's responsibility. From the time we land, they go to the guest house and the doctor will take care of the patients after the surgery or until they're well enough for me to fly them back home. And flying them back home is another celebration. Next slide. When you fly people back home, it's, uh, it's been a great privilege for me to be part of this in 27 years. Uh, when you fly people back home, the whole village comes to greet them. They are excited about seeing a miracle of one of them coming back home when they didn't expect them to come back home. And uh, I want to share the second part of my message this morning. It has to do with the hand of God being involved 27 years in my ministry, our ministry. I started flying in Congo 27 years ago, and I've now flown over 10,000 flight hours. But uh, most of you have heard my stories where how I flew into a war zone and how God pulled me out of that war zone by miracle, and so on. But recently, I've had to reflect on 27 years of flying in Congo, and uh, most harsh and uh, unforgiving flight environment. It has to do with uh, me flying in the villages, and the goats and children crossing the runway. That's something you don't think about in America. <laughs> and yet, uh, weather is another issue and then the political unrest. And I realized any one of those flights could have been my last flight. Uh, just two weeks ago, I had to make a, I was about to touch down in a 700 meter runway airfield. It's already short, and the goats and children came out of nowhere because somebody wanted to see the airplane from the other side better, like he had a better view from the left side. Just when I was about to touch down, so I had to make a go around and as I made a go around, unfortunately, it was, the timing was perfectly, and the goats went underneath the airplane and went around. Like, again, if you hit one of those goats, you can, you can try to veer to avoid all the children hitting and You go in the bush, and that's the end of the story. Like I said, I've been doing this for 27 years, but the hand of God has been involved. East Congo United Methodist Annual Conference uh, decided to have 100-year celebration of their conference where it all started in a small village called Tunda. The only problem is that Tunda, no one has landed in Tunda the past, 27, the past 10 years. And I wish Tunda was uh, like that. That's Heathrow or JFK <laughs> compared to Tunda. Uh, it was a very difficult place to go. The past 10 years, the termites also had a chance, an opportunity to, in, to eat underneath the runway, the airfield turning it into a, a termite landmine. Um, I landed with a big uh, delegation of bishops and uh, uh, conference, uh, conference people, along with my bishop, Bishop Monday. Twice the next day as I'm trying to take off to go back home, the whole landing wheel, the, the main landing wheel there, will go underneath two feet underneath the ground. It truly is amazing we didn't break anything. I don't know how. Like I said, the hand of God is involved. First was the left wheel, and we got off for almost one hour to get the plane out, and then the right wheel, another one hour to get out. To get out. Very difficult. And let me just show you how amazing God is. 
I'm walking down the runway to inspect the airfield, and my foot goes underneath. And uh, the plane weighs 9,000 pounds. And I weigh, uh, give and take, uh, 180 pounds, right? <laughs> I'm joking, sorry. But the hand of God. For me to be able to leave that place. When I was leaving this place, I promised myself never to come back. <laughs> I was uh, so scared because uh, this is a $2 million airplane. It's the only tool we have at the moment that is be able to use. And it uh, just... Uh, um, it's just one of those moments where you, you, you think, God, please help me. Please help me, Lord Jesus, please. And as soon as I got off the ground, I said, I'm never, never coming back here. <laughs> I used to be really upset sometimes when, uh, when I have to make a flight. I, I, need to go save some, I need to go save someone's life. And I cannot find my keys. Jean, where are my keys? Where did I put my keys? I look everywhere for the keys. And then when I finally find the keys, land on the other side, and the village people approach me and say, you know what, just 10 minutes, Ten minutes ago, you would not have been able to see anything. It was raining so bad, you would not have been able to land. And uh, um, and uh, I once landed at a major airport in a big city, and uh, the airport manager walked to me just to chat, and he said, "You know, how was your flight?" I said, "The flight was okay." And he says, "You see that big airplane? All the passengers on board that were not Christians became Christians after the flight." <laughs> the experience was so bad that they came down, kneeling down the ground, praising God, and so on and so on. So. <laughs> but so when I cannot find my keys these days, I just, uh, I've learned to be obedient and wait. And I think it'd be a lesson for a lot of us too. Uh. There has been a time also when the finances are difficult. When you have issues knowing that we're going to make it to the end of the month, when we decided to shut down and just, we decided to shut down for a little bit until we can get the finances in order. And God will touch somebody in West Ohio Conference. And before you know it, you got mail. <laughs> you got mail. And uh, we will send, somebody will be sending a check to Wings of the Morning to make a difference. And uh, we'll continue to do the, work, the Lord's work. God has been good to me, really good to me. For a boy who grew up with no shoes, God has been wonderful to me. He truly has blessed my wife and I in our ministry. And I just want to finish by saying that I want to thank you for being part of this amazing journey with me and my family. Um, to this day, people in Africa and my own family, my father, they call me pilot, pilot, because it, uh, it's something that they really are proud of to have in a conference. And for me, I'm just glad we're able to be able to use this gift to glorify the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so, the people of West Ohio, I want to say thank you. Thank you so much. Gaston, you cover um, a geographic region, of, region about the size of the state of Texas here in the United States. Um, how many people, I mean, you're the only service around that does that. About how many people is that in that geographic area? that you provide a chance? Um, no one has done census in my area for a very long time. The country itself is 70 million people. I just don't serve. This airplane, he's, uh, in the last past six months, I've flown almost every single day the last past, in the past six months because uh, the other conferences no longer have pilots or no longer have an airplane. And this airplane, because it uses jet fuel, is readily available and the fuel is available and I'm available, my wife and I. So uh, we've been able to, um, the, area my, the area that I serve is close to um, 15 million people, but they can't, it just, just, and, and no roads. Uh, that's just the size of Texas, and uh, no roads. Um, or whatever we have we call roads are not really, uh, what I would call, you know, it takes you, the, you cannot go any faster than 20 miles per hour, so. And that's in dry season. That is in dry season. In rainy season, you have to be a hero uh, to, be, to take that risk because uh, 60 miles, only 60 miles will take you 11 hours in dry season. In rainy season, it's an adventure. Don't do it. So when you get a situation in that situation, like you have a broken leg, no one is coming for you. And no one is going to break the vehicle to come get you. So uh, like I said, you know, I, uh, I once shared before that uh, 
When I went back home, my mind as a young guy, a young pilot, I wanted to give the church five years of service, of doing the medical evacuation, medevac, and so on. But five years, the very first medical flight changed all that. I saw myself as a fireman running into a burning building when people are running out because no one is doing it, no one can do it for them. And uh, I've never thought of, I made the right decision of, of uh, going back and serving, staying with my people, and uh, it's been truly been a blessing. Uh, um, it has been, a, a, I love airplanes, of course, but uh, it's been a blessing, it's really been a blessing. And what's it mean to a village to see someone who needs greater medical care than can be provided in that village? What's it mean for the village uh, to, to see somebody be, um, you know, airlifted. airlifted and then come back? Uh, what's it mean for folks? It is, uh, I try to put myself in their shoes. I know what they have to go through if the plane doesn't come for them. The, the train doesn't work. There's no trucks. Um, the trucks that have to go, you're looking at uh, so many days. So it's like an angel coming down to the rescue, um, if I can put that expression, because the, it's, we, the airplane itself is, is a ministry. We, 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 we are preaching without the Bible. I don't know if you can say it that way. Because uh, those that come to our church and those that don't come to our church, they get to see that miracle happen. And they get to see the uh, hand of God, basically, in that, that people, we, we, are, we are preaching to so many people. Those are, those are just standing by watching and, and uh, learning uh, what happened to one of them. Um, I think that's one of the reasons we have a lot of church members also in, in, the, in the Congo, in our conferences. Uh, every, every flight we do is, is a message that is going to the whole village. And especially when you realize they did the flight for me. I didn't pay one penny and I cannot afford my own meal. I can't even afford my own meal, and yet $2 million airplane came for me. I think at the end of the day, something has to preach to you. Uh, the hand of God was with you. you know, and I think somebody, uh, I believe that's the reason why the United Methodist Church is growing big, is because of the action that we do through the, uh, the conference like that. Um, when, when folks go to a major um, city for care, like uh, Lubumbashi, um, that you're based out of, the family's still responsible for caring for that patient when they're in the hospital. Yes. And then when they get out, there's nothing like rehabilitation yes. or rehab like we have here. And you saw that need and created a guest house uh, for that, that need that, that Jean also um, participates in and runs. But um, how has that made a difference in folks' lives? Big, uh, uh, big time, because uh, the reason why uh, I once decided to fly a, a pastor that was very ill. And I made a mistake. Um, I flew him to the city, and then I drove him to the family. But he, I'm sorry the expression, but he was, his eyes were flipped, his tongue was sticking out, but he was still breathing. And his own children said to me, no, why did you bring him here? He needs to go to a hospital. And I realized, well, I, I can't do all, all of it. Uh, but I brought him to you so you can take it from here. And they didn't want to see their father in that condition. And these are people that have served the Lord all their lives. And I thought, give, let's give them a decent place where they can stay, uh, where we have a doctor on staff. Dr. Elisee is our staff member, and that works with my wife. And they have a place to stay where the families can come and visit them there in a, in a better condition. So it has changed so much because uh, at least people that come, some have never seen so many vehicles. They come from the bush. They've never seen the ve as many vehicles. They've never, uh, they don't speak the language. So they're scared about being in the big city. To be in that place is like a small community where they, uh, they're able to learn from each other how to get to this place. And then my wife's, she's able to drive them where they need to go to the hospital for the checkups and so on. And so it has really has changed them. Uh, it, it, because most people would be afraid to go to the city. Um, they don't know where they're going. And uh, if something will happen, where would they go after that? But that, it's just like a small community where they all speak the language and so on, and they help each other and so on. And the most we've had is somebody who stayed with us for, how long was that? Um, eight years? Seven years? Six years. One, one, one has stayed with us six years. And we use our monthly tithing to support them, my wife and I. We use that to, to support them and, uh, and so on. 
So, Jean, you are behind the scenes. Uh, you run the radi radio yes. and take the phone calls while Gaston is out flying. Uh, what's it like for you when he's out flying? Incredible trust in God, I'm sure. Why are we speaking French? I'm sorry. <laughs> My English is just... Uh... <laughs> uh, okay. Je sais que uh, pour, le, pour le travail que nous faisons, Translate. <laughs> For the work that we do. <laughs> Je sais que uh, ma mission dépend uh, beaucoup à la mission de Gaston. My mission also depends on the work that Gaston has to do. Et c'est pour cela que Dieu a voulu que nous travaillions ensemble parce I que nous formons une bonne équipe. I think God wanted for us to work together because we make a good team together. Avec l'outil que Dieu nous a donné pour le travail. With this tool that the Lord has been able to provide for us. Je sais que Dieu est avec nous. God is with us. When he's flying and when he's in airborne, I know that God is watching over him. Because himself, he said he's going to bless our going, he's going to bless our return as well. When he's going to bless, when I know that he's going to bless his going and he's coming back, I know that he's going to come back to me at the end of the day. Cet appareil, l'avion que nous avons pour la mission, uh, c'est quelque chose qui est béni de Dieu. Really Et le travail aussi est béni. C'est pour cela que j'ai toujours confiance en mon Dieu. Chaque fois qu'il voyage, je sais que Dieu est avec lui. Going, Et j'ai toujours confiance qu'il va le retourner à... Uh, En and I'm, 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 I'm very sure that he's going to bring him back home in security. Je pas peur. I'm not afraid. He says he calls Jesus as my co-pilot, but Mais I always tell him it's a bit of, it, maybe the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> En tout cas, uh, je suis vraiment très heureuse avec le travail que nous faisons. C'est un appel que Dieu nous a donné le temps it's a calling de travailler that, pour les autres. It's a calling that God put us in position to help others. Et surtout, uh, les pasteurs prêchent la parole de Dieu. We know that the pastors preach the word of God. Et nous aussi, nous, nous, nous prêchons par notre service que nous rendons. Uh, we are also preaching to the community with our actions. We continue to pray. We ask you that please continue to pray for us. Parce Remember us in our prayers. Notre arme qui est très forte. That is the arm. That, that is that is the weapons that we Et need. Your prayers. Bon That's why we continue to stand, continue to do what we do because we have your prayers. Merci Thank you so much. I've asked a lot of questions and been in conversation with them. What questions do you have? Pastor Clara has a microphone, so if you have a question, just raise your hand. So we have time for a couple. The eight o'clock service asked a couple questions. <laughs> One of the questions that was asked was about the future of uh, aviation ministry, and I'm thinking about. Uh, I wanted to mention that we are very much looking forward to, because uh, uh, somebody called me all men yesterday, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking about the future. We're planning about the next generation. We want to make sure that we have, uh, this ministry can continue. The program started back in 1965, and I took over in 1994, 1995. And uh, I've been the only pilot, actually, for the program since 1994, 95, and mechanic, working on the airplane as well. So. I'm not a young man anymore, so we're looking forward to, um, my, my two youngest want to be pilots, so I want to direct them in that direction, and I pray the Lord will, uh, we've tried to send people to go to school here before, and unfortunately they run into McDonald's and Burger King, and they don't want to go back home, so, <laughs> um, and so I think my children will come back home, or I'll make them come home. Uh, <laughs> And uh, so we, we're actually looking for maybe some other volunteers, missionary pilots that can come, people with some skills that can come and uh, give their time to wings of the morning, fly with us, and, uh, and so on. So that we're looking forward to that moment. And like I said, you know, I've uh, over 10,000 hours. Um, and uh, one thing that I want to, really want to emphasize, like my wife said, I have nothing to be boastful about. I'm just grateful when the hand of God is over us. All 
was just wondering if you live in a village itself that you um, help so much, or do you live in a city down there? The, the reason we're able to explain about how difficult it is to live in a village and so on is because my wife and I spent time in a village for three years. Uh, when we first w became missionaries, um, uh, no, actually, we were not missionaries then. We were just serving with the program. And uh, we decided to live in a village because that's where, they were, where the mission was. And for three years, it's a difficult life. So we know, we know what, it's, what it's like to be able to have an airplane coming down for you to fly you out. For three, we stayed in the village, then it became difficult for our children to go to school, so we slowly moved back to the big city. But we have lived in the villages. We live, in a, we live in a city which is about 7 million people, uh, Lubumbashi. It also has to do with the, the security of the airplane being in a big city. We have, we, can, we have access to fuel, and we have a nice big hangar that we built, and, uh, and so on. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Okay. Right over here. Sure. Yep. Very good question. We, uh, we have a, what we call the ham radios. That's my wife's job. The other part of the, her job her responsibility is that the, she turns the radio on at 7, 12, and at 5 during the day. And if there's any call, this, this used to happen before, where people will, will get, we will get any announcement, any calls, or even when I'm airborne, I have a ham radio that we can communicate with. But now, this thing has changed my life. <laughs> it rings all the time. It vibrates. Sometimes I'm always, you know, just, you know, it vibrates. And so it, it, they, they will call her on the phone. They will call, get a hold of me. Uh, they used to call my father. Who's, my, my father is Bishop Ntambo. They will call him. They will call the other pastors. And, and any way they can, they will, they will get a hold of me. Mm -hmm. So, and then uh, um, if we have enough daylight, we'll make the flight and go pick them up. Otherwise, we'll, we'll have to be for the next morning. Uh, recently, to save on the cost, because it's been, a, uh, we used to use a small airplane, it used to be very difficult. To save on cost, this is 14 seats airplane. And uh, so with this, I cannot just, I try very much not to fly just to go pick up one patient. But if I have to, because they don't have enough time, I will go pick them up. Even, it's a, even if it's a baby, I'll go pick up the baby. But most of the time, we try and combine as many flights as possible. Uh, so I will stop, drop passengers, pick up patients, drop more patients, pick up medicine, and drop medicine, and so on. I, I make a swing, as I call it. I make a swing and do all that I can at one time. So uh, it's been a magic airplane. I mean, uh, it's really the right tool for the job. One more question. Yep. You mentioned the rainy season. Do you fly even when it's raining? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Like I said, uh, like we, uh, we joke about this airplane. It's, it's, we call it, it's, a, it's an airplane for, airplane for lazy pilots. Uh, it's very well equipped. On the other side, it has a, uh, it's, it's got weather radar on, on it. If there's a lightning strike in, in uh, halfway between here and Indiana, if there's a lightning strike, it will show up on, the, on, my, on my screen. There was a lightning strike between here and, and, and Indiana, Indianapolis. So, I will know how many miles that is. If I get a second lightning strike or third lightning strike on the same spot, I know the weather is intense over there. But I also have a weather radar, which shows me where the weather is and so on. So I can be able to determine, should I go left, should I go up, should I not turn around, what can I do? So I have all that equipment on board the aircraft. And I said it's an airplane for easy pilot because it's got autopilot. So I can also just, uh, just with, a, with a push of a button, it will turn around. And uh, so, um, uh, anyway, I, I did my work before with a small airplane. So this is, a, <laughs> this is, this is my, my time to enjoy this uh, as well. So, um, uh, so it, it's, uh, the, during the weather, we have to fly. I, I flew before uh, the, all, the, all the equipment before, so I know what it, how to, to, to determine also uh, the kind of weather that can go in or not go out, go around, and so on, yes. Do you always fly solo, or do you sometimes have a co-pilot? I've uh, flown solo all these years. Uh, but uh, I, uh, uh, I, there, there are times when we have people that come over 
that know some skills, anyone with some skills as a, in aviation, I put them in front to sit with me. And, um, um, and um, uh, but I also invite some young pilots uh, that are, to, to just to have some experience what I do, hopefully, hoping that it will be a calling for them as well. And I uh, can give them a chance to share what we do as well. And uh, just give, give them a bit, you know, um, I had invited somebody from Canada. And he came over and he flew with us. He stayed with us uh, about, uh, how long was it, six months? Mm -hmm. About six months he stayed with us. He flew with us. But then uh, he was a good pilot. He was a young man, uh, good age to start mission aviation. But he says to me, I don't want to do the bloody flights. I don't want to do, when you have to go pick up the patients, uh, just leave me behind. And I realized it has to be a calling for you to be there, to be part of that. So after six months, he went back home. Yes, ma'am. Do you ever have volunteer pilots That is something that I'm looking into right now, studying right now. Maybe we can have somebody, um, like I said, you know, it's, when I went back home the first time, um, I wasn't concerned about so many things, about the runways. I wasn't concerned about the, uh, I was just, I was like a blind bat. <laughs> because I was just flying, I was just, I was going there trying to um, apply the skills, the technology that I came from here. It doesn't work over there. You are a bush pilot. So the guy was giving me orientation, I was almost having a heart attack because I wasn't looking outside. I was looking, enjoying the stuff. He said, look outside. Why are you stepping? The whole time you have to look for sticks, for termites that eat during the night. And if you see a fresh dirt, don't put your wheel on there. It's going to sink. So all this was, I had to learn all that from scratch. And uh, so I'm also looking for somebody who can come, even if they've been flown many hours here, they need to spend time with us so we can take care of the airplane. Uh, we can have to avoid all those areas. And uh, the hours when you can fly during the rainy season also, we have, they have to know that. There's, there are times, that there a certain time of the year where you can take off early in the morning. Let me just share with you, you learn this with experience. If I wake up in the morning in Africa, I look outside and I see an orange sun, the sun is orange, I, it means to me I can go and come back without any issues during the day. I'd be happy to go and come back quickly. I, I could come back when I can come back. But if I wake up, and I see the orange is yellow, the, the sun is yellow, it means to me I have to go quickly and come back. The difference is the moisture in the air. When you have too much moisture in the air, the sun rays are not, are not able to penetrate, and that, that makes the sun appear yellow. So it's gonna rain uh, at some point. So that's kind of, you have to learn that with experience. And we have to, this is why we have to pass this knowledge to the younger generation as, as well. So, yes. Um, well, they will be available um, after worship in the narthex, but let's show our appreciation for them sharing today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. I should have left. So as we enter into this time of offering today, we are taking up uh, collections for Wings of the Morning. 100% of your gift will support this absolutely amazing ministry that is literally saving lives. And so you can um, give as the baskets come by. You can also give online at stonybrook.church give, and there you can designate um, for your offering to go for the Wings of the Morning ministry. Last week, we began showing a brief video about the endowment fund we have here at Stony Brook. Um, today, we have uh, some words that Andy and Julie Dobbenmeyer would like to share for you, and we'll show that now. I can't imagine our life without Stony Brook. Um, we started coming here shortly after we were married and lived in the area, and a lot happens in life in 15 years. Stony Brook's just really been there the whole time. Um, it's been a great foundation for us to grow in our faith, a great foundation for our kids to begin their faith journey, and it's been a place where we can grow and act in our faith through volunteering and service. I'm currently a member of the leadership board. I've also been a chairperson of the finance committee and 
as our kids have uh, come, come up through the church, we've been uh, involved in the youth, involved in the children's ministry, and also a longtime member of our small group. Giving to the endowment fund is important to our family as Julie and I both received college scholarships when we were in high school going to college. That really helped us financially as we came through college with no debt. And we feel it's very important to pass that along and, and give back as we um, are able. I think giving to the endowment is really important for the congregation to consider in addition to your normal giving. As parents, we spend a lot of time and think it's really important to help our kids and plan for our kids' future so that they're set up for success. Um, and it's kind of the same thing with the endowment fund. This is an opportunity for us as a congregation to make sure Stony Brook is set up for success so that our kids, our grandkids, and generations to come, Stony Brook will continue to be here as a place for spiritual growth, as a place for community, and as a place to, to, to be in service um, for the Gahanna community and beyond. So we'll continue to share more inf information about the Endowment Fund in the upcoming weeks. You can find this video and uh, last week's and more to come on our Facebook page, on our YouTube channel, and our church website. And now our offering is a sign of our thanksgiving for all that God has blessed us with. Our offering is also a sign of trust that as we give back, God will continue to provide us with all that we may need. I invite the wasters to wait, ushers to wait upon us as we give our gifts and tithes this morning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now. I see was grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved how precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed, my chains are gone, I've been set free, my God, my Savior has ransomed me, and like a flood, His mercy Unending love, amazing grace. My word is promised good to me. His word, my hope, secures. He will my shield and portion be as long as life endures. My chains are gone. I've been set. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns unending 
amazing grace my chains are gone I've been set free my God my Savior has ransomed me and like a flood his mercy reigns and soon is like snow the sun forbear to shine but God who called me here below will be forever mine will be forever mine you are forever God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and downtrodden, we bring the fruit of our labor and we offer up our lives. May they be dedicated and used in your mission, in your work to bring restoration and healing to our communities and to the world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Charity and love prevail, their God is ever found. Brought here together by Christ's love, by love are we thus bound. Forgive we now each other's faults, as we our faults confess. Let us love each other. Let strife among us be unknown, let all contention cease. Be Christ the glory that we seek, be ours his holy peace. Love can exclude no race or creed, if honor be God's name. Our common life embraces all whose maker is the same. Thank you again, Kevin. Some play the guitar, some uh, fly a plane. That's why I preach. <laughs> can do neither. And now may the love and grace of God, which surpasses all of our understanding, keep our hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, 
And may the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit be among us this day and remain with us forever. Amen. As I went down to the river to pray Studying about that good old way And who shall wear the starry crown Good Lord, show me the way Oh, fathers, let's go down Let's go down Let's hear it, come on down Oh, fathers, let's go down Down to the river to pray As I went down to the river to pray Studying about that good old way And who shall wear the starry crown Good Lord, show me the way Oh, mothers, let's go down Let's go down, come on down Oh, mothers, let's go down Down to the river to pray as I went down to the river to pray Studying about that good old way And who shall wear the robe and crown Good Lord, show me the way Oh, sinners, let's go down Let's go down, come on down Oh, sinners, let's go down Down to the river to pray